Listening Dog Media. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Offside Rule Euro Show with Kate Vorsay, Lindsay Hooper and Hayley McQueen. Brought to you by HTC. Official smartphone of the UEFA Champions League and UEFA Europa League. Hello and a very warm welcome to the Offside Rule Euro Show brought to you by HTC. It's match week four. It's our preview show. Things are getting interesting in the UEFA Champions League and Europa League. And to make it more interesting, I'm joined myself, Kate Borso, by Lindsay Hooper and Hayley McQueen. Hello, ladies. Hello. In fact, in the car journey over here, myself and Hayley were talking about how it's really the crux of the group stages now, isn't it? So lots could happen this week in the Champions League and Europa League. Plenty to talk to you about on today's show. HTC offering you the chance to win a pair of tickets to see Arsenal play Borussia Dortmund at the Emirates. That's on the 26th of November. Storming game. Of course, Arsenal were hammered in the first fixture between those two teams. Let's see if they can do better in that one. We'll tell you how you can enter a bit later on in the show. We've got plenty of guests for you as well. Lord James is here with an update of all things UEFA Champions League and Europa League involving League Earth teams. And Rhiannon Jones, the same for La Liga. You can find out what the girls have been up to on the ground in their respective countries. Topic-wise, later on we're going to be talking Lamazing. Now, I just, I just made this up, girls. After Eric Lamella's wonderful Rabona last match week, which we got to witness at White Hart Lane, Lindsay. Um, I want other Champions League and Europa League moments of amazingness. Uh, one from this season, please, and one from a past season. Don't forget you can listen to us via Audio Boom, iTunes. You can also check us out on Twitter at Offside Rule Pod. And we have a dedicated website to all our European content because Europe's that special, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it deserves its own mini site as we've given it. Offside rule hyphen europeanfootball.com is where you can find all our European content, including blogs from our Euro reporters and uh, also from our bloggers all over the continent. Before we go into topic one, which is called Dark Horses Wouldn't Stop Me, I'll tell you more about that in a moment. Let's hear from Hayley with a summary of the fixtures this week involving UK competition. Okay, some big games to look forward to. You'll enjoy this one, Kate. Perhaps. <laughs> Not after last week, I won't. Not after last week. Apparently, you won't. No, Liverpool's 3-0 defeat last week to Real Madrid. Well, they now travel to the Bernabeu with Real Madrid taking on the mighty Anfield outfit. I say mighty, not so anymore. Real Madrid <laughs> at the top of that group beat Liverpool level on points with Lugarets and Basel as well. Arsenal, well, they host Andelect on match week four. They won 2-1 in last match week and are looking pretty good. Just three points behind Dortmund and well ahead of Andelect and Galatasaray. Manchester City, well, they host CSKA Moscow. They've made the long trip to the Etihad. Two-all draw, actually, behind closed doors in that last match week. And, of course, Manchester City will be in full confidence off the back of that Manchester derby at the weekend and will be looking uh, to have another game with another win at home. Home. Chelsea, 
They travelled to Maribor. It was an epic 6-0 win for the Blues last match week. They are going to enjoy this one again. So that's your fixtures in the Champions League as far as English teams are concerned. But what about the Brits in the Europa League? Well, Lille, they travel to take on Everton. Uh, It was a bit of a... Not the most exciting game uh, last time they played. Drab. It, it, drab. it was drab, I think you'd have to say. It was nil-nil. They'll be looking to improve on that one. Tottenham Hotspur, they have an away trip to Asterast Tripoli. That's right. Uh, a really good win for Spurs uh, last match week. And Celtic, they also have an away game against FC Astra. Now, as we go into topic one, just because Kate Borsay can share something in common with my mum, which is she can get her saying slightly confused, ever so sometimes. So I'd just like you to explain topic one, because I'm wondering whether you've been clever or whether this is a mistake. Well, I know it's not quite right. Dark horses wouldn't stop me, right? So what is the actual saying? Come on, I'm putting you on the spot. I don't know. It's wild horses wouldn't stop me, not dark horses. Well, the reason for the magnificent pun on my behalf is because we're talking Champions League and Europa League dark horses. So we are. That's what I thought it was, of course. (laughs) Come on. Um, We're now halfway through the group stages, ladies. Um, Hayley, you've got to pick one Champions League team for me. And Lindsay, you pick one Europa League team, please. Currently a surprise first or second in their respective groups. Um, And a team that you think might stay there. Why have they done so well thus far? Hayley, over to you. Well, as I mentioned, Liverpool having to play Real Madrid and they're in the same group as Ludgoretz and also Basel, who are all locked, three teams on three points. I cannot see Liverpool getting a win. I cannot see them getting a three points. So it all hinges on Basel in that Tuesday night game. Ludgoretz, knowing a victory, is vital of their chances of reaching the last 16. They are sitting in second place courtesy of goal difference, and I just think they have the confidence to do it. The Swiss Super League side, they are actually bottom of Group B. We know they're in three points. Goal difference is what separates these teams. OK, Ludgoretz, they might not score many goals, but they have goal scorers and a lucky charm there as well. They beat Basel just 1-0 in the first round of the Champions League. It was a dramatic stoppage time goal, and I just think they're going to take huge confidence from that. So they're, of course, level with Basel and Liverpool after three matches, and why can't they go through? But I I just think Ludgoretz might spring a surprise. They're perhaps the dark horses, the complete underdogs, and I think they're just going to make it exciting. Well, I'm going to go for a team that are currently sitting top of Group B, Torino. They, have, they play in Serie A in Italy. Uh, they're top with seven points. They've won two of their matches, drawn one. They haven't lost any yet. Uh, behind them, Club Bruges. Then there's FC Copenhagen. And at the bottom of the group is their next opponents, HJK Helsinki, who are the Finnish champions. Um, now, all all indicators would be that this is going to be an easy win for Torino. Uh, not only because Helsinki are at the bottom of the group, they obviously haven't done very well so far, uh, but Torino are yet to concede in all of their European contests this year, including four qualification matches as well. That's a lot of games to go without conceding. Uh, as well as that, they've won both previous matches against Finnish clubs without conceding a goal. I really can't see them losing this one to Helsinki because they've lost all four previous encounters with Italian teams without scoring a goal. Um, So I've gone with them, but I will do another mention just in Group K. um, Kate Borsay, that sounds a bit French. (laughs) You're talking about Gingomp, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah, I'm after your clarification because you've got a bit of French there. Well, in fact, Law mentions it in her report, so she'll give us the complete professional pronunciation, but it's a French team 
King Kong. So they're second. <laughs> <laughs> they're second in Group you, you, K. You make them sound sort of like they're from potentially Hong Kong or <laughs> Asia. But no, they are in the Europa League. <laughs> I'm going to try and... Right, I'm going to channel my inner French. Gingomp. Um, they're second in Group K. Stop laughing at me. Oh, they've won one, drawn one, and they've lost one. They're behind Fiorentina. They sit second in Group K. Um, I just think that this team, they, they've had a surprising um, run of results in the Europa League. I don't think they will stay there. That's my point. I think they're second in the group at the moment, but I don't think they'll stay there. I've picked up on a Europa League side who feature in Group A. And that's Quarabag. They're an Azerbaijan side and they made national history last match week with a 1-0 win against FC Dnipro. Um, and they're going to hope for more success when they entertain Dnipro at home this time. But yeah, the first ever Azerbaijan side to register a win in the Europa League. Fantastic for them. Now, the reason behind their success, and they are in a very tight group. Let's just run over the group quickly. Topper into Milan on seven points. And obviously this is before this week's fixtures begin. Uh, Quarabag have got four. Uh, Saint-Etienne have got three. Dnipro won. So they're in their second place largely because Dnipro have performed so badly this year. Their coach, if you want to know a little bit more about them, in fact there's many fantastic names and this must be an Azerbaijan thing because their coach is called Gerben Gerbenov. He was Azerbaijan's national all-time best goal scorer. Um, he's been in charge of the club since 2008. And it's great to see European managers at clubs for a long time. It means that they're consistent. And last season, he led the club to their second title after a 21-year wait, which is why they've kind of sprung a surprise and come out of nowhere. Their star player, another great name, Maram Maram, who uh, finished in blistering style when he scored against Dnipro. So he's my star player for them. We'll have to see. I'm not sure that they're going to stay there but for now second in group f and an outside chance good for an outside bet for me for Corobag. get the latest uefa lineups stats and news on the htc football feed app available for free on google play so Lindsay, let's get you to take the mic for a second and introduce in full our new competition for this match week I'm loving this week on week because these competitions, they, they're really pleasing all of the public out there that are interacting on our Twitter account. Make a note of the handle. It's one way you can enter at Offside Rule Pod. And we do keep an eye over them and take all your entries in. Um, HTC are offering you the chance, along with UEFA, uh, this time for a pair of tickets to see Arsenal play Borussia Dortmund at the Emirates. It's on Wednesday, the 26th of November. If you didn't know that already, check your diary, see if you're free. If you are and you can answer this question, you can enter. Uh, which star striker moved from Dortmund to Bundesliga rivals Bayern Munich this year? Simple one that is, isn't it? We all know that. We're all nodding along. Uh, which star striker moved from Dortmund to Bundesliga rivals Bayern Munich earlier this year? Uh, the closing date is midnight Wednesday the 19th of November, which is a couple of Wednesdays time. So plenty of time for you to enter. You can use the hashtag HTC Offside on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at OffsideRulePod. And you can also enter via our website, OffsideRulePodcast.com or OffsideRule-EuropeanFootball.com. And make sure you spell it right, of course. We can't pronounce half the words but we want you to make sure you can spell the player's name um, Haley's a stickler for spelling did you used to do spelling bees when you were younger is that where it's come from it's very American that but I wished we did I'd have loved it terms and conditions for this week's HTC competition are on our website offsiderulepodcast.com 
Let's move on to our guest slots. We're going to hear from Lord James with uh, all the action involving League 1 competition. She mentions Ginga, which... Uh, <laughs> Which Lindsay can't say. I probably can't say either. Uh, doing all right in the Europa League, but their league form is terrible. We'll find more out about that. And Rhiannon, looking forward to seeing Liverpool over in Madrid. For Barcelona, though, it's two defeats in La Liga on the bounce. Let's hear more about it. The European Report with Lord James. Thanks, girls. Hello. Let's get started with the UEFA Champions League. Benfica hosts Monaco tonight. If you want to see Moutinho and Carvalho cornered en route to their hotel rooms by the club's media, desperate for interviews with their own players, then go to monacochannel.mc. I'll tweet that as well. Anyway, Carvalho has said it would be much harder to get a result against Benfica on home turf, and they have only scored once in the competition so far, so he's probably right. Although unbeaten in their last six games, they will have to be much better in front of goal to rattle the Portuguese. Paris Saint-Germain have their return leg at Parc des Princes against Apple Nicosia, and a win, providing Ajax do not beat Barcelona, means they will progress to the last 16 from Group F. Still without Zlatan, Edison Cavani is expected to lead the line, but I hope for a showy appearance from my new favourite forward, Jean-Christophe Berbeck. What about the Europa League? Everton fans will know a hapless Lille are there for the taking on Thursday. They've not seen a win in six games and really only have goalkeeper Vincent Enyema as their golden hope. San Etienne are in pretty good form. Max Gredel will want to perform, however, after missing a penalty against Lille at the weekend. Inter fans are beyond impatient with their manager, Walter Mazzari. Gingamp will hope their shambles away to Dinamo Minsk in the first meeting can be reversed, having won six of their eight European home games. They only drew 0-0 because they couldn't finish, but it's goalkeeper Jonas Lursel who will take most of the flack that they're 16th in Ligue 1. He tweeted a picture of his gloves in the bin after conceding seven to Nice at the end of October. Have you not had enough from me? A couple more French football headlines then quickly. Claude Makélélé is no longer Corsican side S. Bastia's coach. The club are 19th after losing to Guingamp and Claude said the adventure is over. Lassana Diara has agreed terms with Celtic. The defensive midfielder will be at Parkhead until the end of the season with the option to extend another year. I'll speak to you soon. The European Report with Rhiannon Jones. Hi girls. Well, we were enjoying glorious weather here in Madrid, but it seems to have taken a turn for the worse ahead of Liverpool's visit and that's not the only bad news ahead of their trip. Gareth Bale is back from injury and with him or without, Real Madrid are in spectacular form. Carlo Ancelotti's men are top of La Liga after notching up their 11th straight win on Saturday at Granada, a personal best for the Italian coach. Cristiano Ronaldo also made history yet again, becoming the first Madridista ever to score in eight successive Liga games. And as Ancelotti pointed out in his press conference, we're just running out of words to describe him. Buoyed by their 3-0 win at Anfield, the holders will be looking to make it 10 straight Champions League wins at the Bernabeu to guarantee their progress to the knockout stage. And while Group B leaders Real Madrid are enjoying their new table-topping position in La Liga as they head into match day four of the Champions League, fourth place Barcelona are reeling from a second consecutive defeat. They conceded their first league goals of the season as they lost El Clasico and were then on Saturday beaten at home by the club Luis Enrique coached last season, Celta Vigo. So Luis Suarez has yet to win with Barcelona. The Ajax old boy will no doubt be hoping to change that on Wednesday, available for selection for the first time in the Champions League. 
Group A leaders Atletico Madrid will be feeling confident ahead of their trip to Sweden. A win would move them six points clear of Malmo. Los Colchoneros earned a seventh win in eight games on Saturday, beating Cordoba 4-2 with Anton Griezmann twice on target. A game that saw Atleti fans voice their discontent at what they're describing a snub by the LFP. The awards ceremony for the Spanish Football League saw five Madridistas recognised for the 2013-14 season. Cristiano Ronaldo took home a hat-trick of awards, including Player of the Year, but the only recognition for the champions came for the Eosimioni, who won Coach of the Year. Meanwhile, Athletic Bilbao, whose form seems to have suffered in La Liga as they struggle with extra demands of the Champions League, came out on top against Sevilla at the weekend, much to the delight of us Madridistas, as it saw Real Madrid stay top of La Liga. That's it for now, girls. Off for a run in the rain. Adios. Thanks very much, ladies. There's a Euro blog up on the site from Mina Rizuki, who covers Syria for us. It's all about Juve and their big match against Olympiacos. It's do or die for Juve. So a great blog to check out at offsiderule-europeanfootball.com. Hi, I'm Brad Friedel. Brad, Brad, Brad Friedel. You're listening to the Offside Rule Euro Show with HCC. Keep, keep listening on Champions League and Europa League weeks. Okay, I hinted at this earlier. Lamazing is our topic too, ladies. After Eric Lamella's wonderful rebellion last week, which we got to witness at White Hart Lane as well. It was a great game to see, actually. And the Spurs fans were really, really in fine voice, weren't they? Let's talk about amazing things. One from this season, please, and one from uh, seasons past. It can be amazing for many reasons. It doesn't have to be amazing in a good way, ladies. I'm going to hand over to you, Hayley McQueen. Well, this season in the Champions League in particular, it's all been about breaking records. Oldest goal scorers, fastest hat tricks, and that is what I'm going to focus on. Luis Adriano scored the fastest hat trick in Champions League history. Guess how fast it was? Um, oh, uh, within five minutes? Seven minutes, actually, yes. You, you were pretty close. He plays for Shat Dardinesk. He had a very, very good day. The Ukrainian side uh, visited Bate Borisov. She rained on your parade a bit, that did. I was like, yeah. what? But not only did he break the record of the fastest hat trick, he, he actually scored all five goals in that match. Wow. wow. Yeah, I know. So he joins Lionel Messi as the only other player to actually score five goals in a single Champions League match. He's Brazilian, so maybe we should expect it. It was a bit of Brazilian magic. Four of the goals came in the first half, including that hat-trick within just seven minutes and added the fifth um, about eight minutes from time. It was actually his second penalty of the game. So two penalties and a hat-trick. Just a brilliant, brilliant day for him and he will walk away with that record, head held high and a wonderful win for Shakhtar. All right, well, before we go to your one from seasons past, let's hear from Lindsay on hers from this season. Well, I have taken your topic instructions quite literally and I'm talking calendar year for 2014. (laughs) Is that okay? Uh Um, I'm going to go back to Patrice Evra. Yes, Hayley McQueen, I'm speaking highly and nicely about Manchester United. Um, Patrice Evra scoring only his second Champions League goal and what a goal it was. Probably the best goal that Patrice Evra has ever scored Um, in his entire career at Manchester United. It was against Bayern Munich. It was in the Champions League quarterfinals and United went on to lose that game 3-1. But what a moment for Evera. Not 
long after that, he left the club, of course. Uh, Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, well, they're going to be doing something amazing this season, aren't they? By inevitably surpassing uh, Raul's record of 71 goals in the Champions League. We know Ronaldo's on 70. We know that Messi is on 69. And what's even more interesting is you've got two of the world's biggest football stars vying to break this record. I think that's going to make for a pretty amazing season. Hayley, what about yours from seasons past? Uh, One man who's not very sporting, he's very selfish. We mention him on every single podcast, possibly Zlatan Ibrahimovic. (laughs) He scored 10 goals in eight games in the Champions League last season. And one of his highlights when he's obviously playing for Paris Saint-Germain. He scored four goals in one game. Luckily, Adriano was there, of course, as we know. I've just mentioned to take over that wonderful statistic. It was against Anderlecht. They won 5-0 and he scored an absolutely beautiful goal. We know he scores these wonderful goals. We just have to remember the Sweden-England game at Wembley and that beautiful goal. It was a volley. It completed his hat-trick. The ball just bounced from a real distance. He absolutely launched through, smashed it into the back of the net in emphatic fashion. So there you have it. It was a beautiful goal. I remember remember watching the game as well. And uh, Paris Saint-Germain were just absolutely storming it, and so was he. Uh, From seasons gone by, I have to say, I am going to speak about maybe a goal that people won't be as familiar with, or it might have escaped their memory, but it's certainly worth mentioning again. It happened in 2005 and it was Inter Milan's Dejan Stankovic. It was absolutely brilliant. I remember seeing it at the time and and thinking, wow, nobody will ever recreate that feat. People have had a go. People have perhaps even bettered it. But to do it in a competition like the Champions League and to execute it with such a touch of class, I thought was really worth a mention. So I've gone for goals in my highlights. Um, So Stankovic is my other. Okay, well, my moment, my amazing moment from past seasons is from last season actually when young Belgian player Yuri Tillemans made his debut in the Champions League for Anderlecht he became the youngest Belgian player to play in the Champions League he was um, 16 years 4 months and 25 days old not only that he became the third youngest player ever to feature in the Champions League now he's considered one of the bright prospects of world football and actually I know Liverpool have been linked with him Um, he first came onto Anderlecht's radar as a 5 year old and uh, he says that his colleagues at Anderlecht keep him very grounded despite lots of interest from abroad. Um, a quote from him saying, a few years ago, I just watched those guys on TV. Now I'm one of them. Amazing. There we go. So our amazing topic ending with an amazing on the end of a quote there. Uh, Thank you very much, ladies. Quick plug again for our competition offered to you by HTC. Hashtag HTC Offside. Send us a tweet at OffsideRulePod or drop us a line on the website OffsideRule-EuropeanFootball.com. Don't forget we've got a review show coming your way uh, towards the end of the week. So have a great European week, folks, and we'll see you on the other side. See you later. Check out the European football section on our website, offsiderulepodcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.